Hey team, welcome back to the show. Today, it is Coach Andrea and I talking about a topic that comes up a lot, and that is, is not eating enough stalling your fat loss? And as a whole, is not eating enough the thing that is stalling your physique development? Um, really, this is a topic that comes up a lot. You see it constantly on Instagram with the like, hey, hey, baby, you need to go through a reverse <laughs> diet to like fix your metabolism. Or um, I know it's incredibly common when someone starts coaching with us for them to say something along the lines of, I think I'm not making progress because I am not eating enough. Um, so I kind of want to unravel that because really there's such an important distinction between under eating and under fueling. So first to get into it, when we're talking about under eating, um, specifically when it comes to stalling fat loss, under eating, stalling fat loss is not a real thing. Can you kind of like dig into why that is Andrea? I think you can explain this in a more intelligent manner than I can. <laughs> well, when we're talking about under eating, that is, um, under eating calories, which would mean you're in a calorie deficit. So you're eating fewer calories than what you're burning. And anytime you're eating fewer calories than you're burning, you're going to be losing weight, body fat, muscle, depending on, you know, the ratio that you're at and everything, like a lot of other factors, regardless, your scale weight's going to be going down over time. So under eating calories and that being the thing that stops your weight loss is not physiologically possible. Um, but what people think of as under eating, um, is often I'm eating a low volume of food or I'm barely eating through the day and, or through the week, I'm barely eating anything. But when we examine that further, just because it's a low volume of food, um, or low frequency of eating doesn't mean that you're under eating calories in general. Yeah. And so you can look at a Frappuccino and a muffin and think, well, this is barely any food, but yet it adds up to a thousand plus calories for the day, or you're not eating enough through the day. And then you're eating more, um, at night. And right. then I don't know if you wanted me to go also well, into let's get into like from, I mean, even from like a physiological level, when we're looking at yeah. like under eating calories right now, um, because there is so much, like, again, it's incredibly common for me to hear. Um, I think I, I'm like trying to get leaner. I've been trying to get leaner for a long time, but I think the problem is I'm not eating enough now, um, across the, so we have to look at that. Like if truly across the course of a week, again, and purely talking from a fat loss perspective, if truly across the course of a week, you were eating fewer calories than you were burning, you would continue to lose body weight, right. And body fat, um, and probably some muscle too. But again, like if you look at, um, like the example is oftentimes like, uh, someone in a third world country, right. Where there's just like no food available. Like there's not, not like a, like, it's not like you are somehow immune to starvation, for example, right? If your body is truly like in a place of lack of calories, lack of like adequate calories to, again, like relative to what you're burning in a day, it's, we will continue to lose body fat. Now, the thing to understand is, and again, this is kind of this distinction between under eating and under fueling. So again, the important thing to understand here is like just under eating calories in itself is very rarely the reason that people aren't making progress. That said, under fueling 
is an incredibly common mistake that so many women are making. It's again, so common. And it is very often the reason that people aren't improving their physique. So again, like oftentimes it's not necessarily that you are under eating calories per se, but, and we'll describe, we'll dig a little bit more into detail of what this actually looks like, but you're actually under fueling yourself again, not necessarily under eating, but under fueling. And that is the thing that is stopping your physique progression as a whole. And this will often result in kind of, you're kind of being in this place where it always feels like you're dieting, but your body isn't changing. So, um, again, most of the women we coach almost always want to lose fat and build muscle, but often feel like they aren't making progress due to under eating. And typically what this will look like is again, someone will start coaching and will report, Hey, I'm, I'm only eating like 1200 calories a day. I've been doing this for like six, eight months and I still am not making progress. So, um, of course we'll dig into things a little bit deeper. And oftentimes what we'll see is, yeah, indeed, like four to five days a week, maybe you are eating less than 1300 calories, right? So you are eating very, very low calories, four to five days a week. Maybe you're also training fasted. Um, maybe those four to five days of the week, you are eating less than a gram of carbs per pound of body weight. Not that that's a magic number, but for most people that's going to be getting into a pretty low carbohydrate intake, which is going to, as a result, kind of hurt your ability to train hard and probably build muscle. Now, the thing is in situations like this, this is almost always followed by two to three days, um, typically the weekends, or it can be like two to three hours a couple of nights per week or most nights per week where said person tends to fall off the wagon. Right. And there will be a ton of calories consumed in that very short time frame. Um, so basically what this results in is again, you're in this place where I always kind of say like you're getting the worst of both worlds. Right. So what this results in is you're really under fueled all week. Right. So for most of these people, again, how this looks is four to five days of the week where you were under eating. Um, you are truly only eating like 1200, 1300 calories, or at least most of the day, your calories are extremely low. And again, like most of your calories are coming in a very, very condensed time frame, where it's just like, screw it. I'm just so hungry. I'm going to like eat whatever I want. Um, and then you repeat the process the next day because you feel bad about like the calories splurge you had the night before and it just turns into a vicious cycle. But again, with most of your training during the week, you have very little fuel, AKA food that is needed for hard training and recovery, right? So again, if we're like, and this is almost always like you're, you wake up, maybe you chug some coffee. This is almost always like a very hard charging person. That's most of the clients we work with. You probably wake up at like 4 35 AM, chug some coffee, go train. You're still dehydrated. Um, your digestion, all of your bowel feedback probably isn't in a very good place. We crush ourselves in the gym and then you might not eat until like 11 noon, right? And by that time, again, a lot of muscle protein breakdown has occurred, but we haven't given our body the nutrients, the food that it needs to really recover and repair and build new tissue. So because of that, um, we're really not going to be in a great place to build muscle, right? Even if we're looking at like, it does come down to, and again, the kind of the crux of this is like, it does come down to like, if you're losing body fat or gaining body fat. It is going to come down to your calorie intake across any net period of time. Right. So your net calorie intake across any period of time. So like a day, a week, but building muscle. So again, like if it's like at the end of the day and this 24 hour time frame, I ate fewer calories that I burned, you're going to lose body fat or the same thing goes for a week. Right. But when, when it comes to muscle and building muscle, 
there's a lot more that goes into that than just like, did I eat enough calories to build muscle across the course of the day? Um, but rather, Hey, were we spacing our protein? Well, right. Were we consistently stimulating muscle protein synthesis? Were you well fueled going into your training session? Did you give your body? And again, there's not like a magic anabolic window where it's like, we only have 15 minutes to chug a protein shake before we train or we lose all our gains, but you will get better results if you are um, giving your body the foods that it needs to repair and rebuild new tissue post-training, right? So if it's like we're waiting hours and hours and we're also training fasted um, and we're waiting hours and hours to eat that post-workout meal, going to be a much less advantageous position to build muscle from, right? But then alongside, so again, we're in a position where we're not, we're probably not building muscle very effectively despite always training hard. But then alongside that, in this situation, this individual is also eating too much to lose fat, despite you're probably always hungry, right? So again, thanks to like those one to three days on the weekends or, and, or the evenings where we're kind of falling off track, calorie intake is still hot, too high to allow for fat loss. But again, if it's like four five, six days a week, you are, and at least like, let's say 17 of the, how many hours are we typically awake? Okay. Let's say 12, 13 of the 14 to 15 hours that you're awake, you're really like trying to restrict calories and keep them as low as possible. Even if it's just like one hour where it's like, fuck it, I'm just going to eat what I want for this hour because I'm so damn tired of being so hungry. It'll still feel like you're constantly dieting. It'll feel like you're constantly hungry, but because of, again, those periods of falling off track, calorie intake is still too high to lose fat, right? Again, even though it always feels like you're dieting, that net intake is still higher than it needs to be to lose body fat. So again, we're kind of in this purgatory where you always feel like you're dieting, but you never get leaner and you always, you're always training hard, but you're struggling to add muscle, right? So again, like so many people start in this situation. This is again, why that it's like that. I feel like my body just isn't responding as I would expect it to be because it feels like I'm working hard again. It always feels like I'm dieting. I'm always hungry. Um, I'm always training hard, but I'm always hungry, but I'm not losing fat. I'm always training hard, but I'm not building muscle. And again, this is a very, very common place for people to start. Now, before we get into kind of the, how we help people fix this action steps, do you feel like I kind of explained that under like kind of what that under eating versus under fueling looks like? Do you feel like I explained that well, like anything else you would add there? Yeah, I think you explained it well. Um, something that I would add is the, something that we have talked about quite a bit with this whole, like eating and training for physique change is your diet. Uh, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, how in a building phase, your, your training is like the priority and your nutrition is the support and vice versa in a fat loss phase. Um, but your, your diet is always meant to support your training because training is the thing that is going to change your body. Um, you know, obviously the calorie intake is going to control your body weight going up or down, but training is the thing that actually changes your shape. And so right. we always want the training to, or the, the nutrition to be, um, supporting what we're doing in the gym. And so eating something before you go in to, um, the gym and eating afterwards is not only going to do that and support your training so that you're getting a little bit more weight or a little bit more reps each week versus just sort of spinning your wheels. Um, but also being restricted through the day uh, means that 
most of the time you actually are in a calorie deficit, just overall on the whole, you're not in a calorie deficit. And that can also not only like you talked about your, your hunger is quite a bit higher and you're just sort of low energy, but that can have a negative impact on like your hormones as well to where, um, you're, you're almost always restricted and then you're just getting all your calories in one chunk. So just like you said, it's sort of the worst of both worlds. Like you're getting your body's responding to being in a restricted state, but then you're never actually losing body fat as a result of it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's again, like the, this isn't to say I, when it talks, when I'm talking about like under eating to under eating, preventing you from losing body fat, isn't a real thing. Like I don't want to like kind of paint that as it can't negatively impact your ability to lose body fat. Because again, especially like when someone is under fueling, that's again, just why I think like looking at it as better fueling yourself versus like, like, can I fuel myself appropriately through whatever phase of nutrition I'm in, which is something we focus on a ton with clients. I think that's so much more impactful because you're right. Like, again, if we're like always, if we're in a deficit through most of the day and most of the week, even though we're not losing body fat, our metabolism will still downregulate, right? You will still experience those negative metabolic adaptations as your body is sensing more food is coming in. So it wants to reduce the amount of calories we're burning in a day to prevent us from losing further body fat. But again, we're not actually losing fat, but that will again, even things like irregular periods. Like if you're oh, trying yeah. to get your period back, but yet you're, you're, you're like, well, I'm eating more now because I'm trying to restore my period. But for most of the time through the day, you're spending it in a calorie deficit that can have a negative impact. No, no, absolutely. That is a great point. Um, but that will again, or even like your like thyroid, right? Where again, if we are, if our food quality is terrible um, and your sex hormones, right? Like as a whole, just like everything, again, it's so much more than just like fat loss, but like body composition as a whole, we're going to be missing so many of the micronutrients and those minerals that we need to uh, support the healthiest thyroid, which will help with fat loss and like maintaining a leaner physique and as a whole, your energy levels, your digestion, how you feel, but also your sex hormones and your ability to build muscle. Sorry. Yeah. No, I I just had a thought like most, most of the time, whenever you're eating in this way too, you're not eating like blueberries and broccoli, (laughs) whenever you get your extra calories at night, it's never coming from things that are super micronutrient dense. Don't just like smash a bag of broccoli. (laughs) It is interesting though. I mean, if you look at, I think one of the most important things to look at is like, how do the people who have the physique that I want train and eat? Um, because it's crazy to like, again, I want to be careful with this, but when you think of like, uh, I don't know if this is touchy or not, but if you think of like that person, like in the third, third world country, right. Where it's like, they're again, just like, uh, there's never like very much food available. They're kind of just skin and bones. Basically what they're doing is they're probably, and for some reason it seems like it's like, or if you think like in the past, right. Like they have to like do a lot of like running and a lot of cardio and a lot of steps day to day. There's like no vehicle, not to say like there's anything wrong with steps or like running, but it's probably like a ton of daily movement. They're probably burning a ton of calories. And like, if they were they're like quote unquote training is probably more focused on, on like calories burned definitely than it is like lifting heavy things and building muscle. And also they're keeping calories as low as possible. Right. Whereas for most people like that physique, you might associate with that isn't what most people aspire to, but it's interesting that like when most people are trying to like achieve a lean muscular physique, that's like more similar to that is how they approach things. Whereas again, that's really not how the the people who have the physiques you want 
are approaching things. Was that like, <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Okay. Um, so let's get into kind of how we go about helping clients and fix this and how you can go from under fueling to fueling appropriately, which will definitely make a massive change in your body composition. So the first step for most people in this situation is increasing weekday calorie intake. So often this will mean for clients just increasing calories by a few hundred to start. So let's say you were that person that was, let's say on average, you were eating 1300 calories four to five days a week. And then again, we have these, these days where your calorie intake was much, much higher. We might just bump that up like, Hey, 200, 300 calories per day on average. So again, like, Hey, I just want you to eat 1600 calories per day. And we're just going to try to do that like six, seven days a week, right. Rather than having these highs and lows. So what just this leads to, and it can be a scary thing, right? Because on paper, again, if it's like, I wasn't tracking for most people, it's like when I like quote unquote, fall off the wagon. I'm there. It's typically not like tracking, like taking all that into account. So you don't actually see what those numbers look like. All you see are the lows, right? So it can be a scary thing. Right. And this is why, again, rather than just like, we're going to bump you up 600, 700, 800 calories. Typically for most people, just psychologically, we need to ease into it a little bit and like, Hey, trust, watch how much better you feel. Right. And then we can go from there, but also want to make sure you're comfortable with this. Right. But what this leads to is immediately, and we'll also, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in a moment, but we'll make sure like prioritizing your fueling route training and whatnot. We'll get into that in a moment. But again, like even from your average intake across the day, we want to make sure that's higher. And what that leads to is first, you'll be better fuel for your training. And because you're eating more throughout the week and throughout the day, you will feel less restricted. There'll be less drive to overeat on the weekends and or in the evenings. So in reality, what this often results to results in is you're actually probably eating fewer calories than you were before. Right. And again, like one of the ideas that I want to, because this is why, like when we see all this stuff about reverse dieting and like this client was eating 1200 calories and now they're eating 2000 calories and they look leaner and way more jacked than they were before. Again, it's not like, holy shit, they just weren't eating enough. Right. It's just, it's not that simple. It's, this is why it can create the illusion that, wow, I feel like I'm eating so much more. And on the paper, because we're tracking things more consistently. It looks like you're eating more, but in reality, you're still often like oftentimes eating less, but because we're doing a better job spacing it throughout our day and week, you consistently feel so much better because again, you're just better fueling yourself throughout the day. Anything else to add on to that? Just as a client example that comes to mind with this, um, I had somebody that was very much this, this is like her initial intake was, I am hardly eating anything. I'm doing a bunch of cardio. I just don't know really where to go from here because yeah. 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 Um, and, but along with that, I also will just like grab handfuls of nuts and stuff like that is like, you know, it's healthy though. Um, but grabbing things like nuts or trail mix while it is like nutrient dense, it is really, really easy to add a lots and lots of calories to your day by just like grabbing a handful of nuts at night whenever you're still hungry from the day. And so she was also one that was training fasted and we added breakfast in the morning, pulled her cardio way back. And all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I have so much more energy throughout the day. And it also removes that 
urge to snack because you're well-fueled through the day. And all of a sudden it looks like you're eating more, you're more full, but we're starting to actually lose body fat. And Laura is such an incredible example of that. I'm going to link up her transformation in the show notes because we actually just shared that she was someone who was already pretty lean before you guys started working together. Right. And again, as you mentioned, like it was like, she felt like she thought there was something wrong with her metabolism. She was eating so few or like, she felt like she was eating so few calories. She was consistently hungry. I know her biofeedback was terrible, right? Like all her, Mm -hmm. her energy levels, like so many things were in such a bad place. And it is crazy what you guys accomplished because not only did she get just ripped, (laughs) right? So like, I can't really go look just right now, click her transformation, click the link in the show notes. It'll be the first link that you see. She got ripped, but also she built a lot of muscle. So the thing is she went from, but alongside that, I know like throughout the process, her biofeedback, like how she felt it improved dramatically. Right. Oh yeah. She, she was one that commented like almost weekly, that she just couldn't believe how much better she was feeling because she was fueling herself throughout the day. She was getting more food volume, more micronutrients and, um, like eating before training is such a huge thing for a lot of people that haven't done that in the past. You just can't imagine how much better you're going to feel in your training session. Whenever you go into it with food. (laughs) No, absolutely. And I think again, especially, I don't know. I think that a lot of this comes from they're not being, I don't want to say like for both men and women, this is important, but again, there's so much more like hormonally and especially like to uh, when it comes to like fat loss and the way we're managing like cortisol and stress as a whole, like I feel for women and again, like maintaining a healthy menstrual cycle, like there is so much more that goes into it than just like calories in calories out. And I think that like neglect for that aspect of it. And again, like the nuances of that are a big part of why this is such an issue for so many people. But again, she's an incredible example of it where it's like, yes, this is a scary thing. You guys pull back her cardio. You guys pull back her training. You guys on paper got her eating more food, but it's insane. Like what she accomplished, right? She is Mm -hmm. shredded. She felt so Mm -hmm. much better. She built a lot of muscle in the process. So another huge aspect of this is fixing food quality. So in this scenario, Clients are usually under eating protein, carbs, and many of the essential micronutrients for proper health and hormone function. So by correcting this, we're giving your body much more of the fuel it needs to build muscle and better supporting other factors to fat loss, like think again, like thyroid function, and also for muscle growth, again, think like sex hormone production, right? Um, so within that, again, like it's kind of a, we talk about a lot, there being like two different levers for trans- physique transformation. One of those levers, yes, is going to be fat loss, right? Which again, like, again, your thyroid being in a healthy place that will help fat loss tremendously. But for most people, again, like the transformations that you see from our clients, that is just as much, if not more due to the fact that they build a lot of muscle as it is losing body fat and building muscle is so dependent on the way you're fueling yourselves. Again, like our, our sex hormones in a healthy place. Are we well fueled going into the training session? Are we hydrated going into the training session? Are we recovering well? So when we combine these things, and again, we have like, okay, you have all the selenium, um, to support your thyroid, right? Um, we can be in so much, basically like Brandon Cruz always says a healthy body is a responsive body, right? Um, or Andrea says a healthy <laughs> body is, what is it? What is it? <laughs> we don't actually like that. We don't have something about fancy. <laughs> 
anyways, let's, we don't have to actually throw the inside jokes out here. Um, but alongside that, when we're focusing on improving food selection, the cool thing is like by you eating more protein, more carbs and more fiber, you will also be much more satiated for the same amount of calories, right? Like 1600 calories. And this is a big part of why I think meal plans can be so useful. Never, not usually not like a, Hey, like this is what we have to do. But for most people coming from this background, it's like, Hey, realistically, we might be eating 2000, 2,500 calories. Not that that's necessarily a ton, but it just doesn't feel like very much based on your food selection. Right. And then alongside that, we're just not getting these things that we need to support your thyroid, sex hormones, et cetera. Whereas when you change those, those things are in a better place. Your body's more responsive, but also the way the food selection changes again, like protein is going to be much more filling, um, those carbs, that fiber again, per calorie. Like if we look at, again, you mentioned like trail mix, it is so easy to eat like 800 calories of trail mix. That's like a yeah. half cup of trail mix. Yeah. Do you like trail mix? I love trail mix. Really? Even with raisins? Yeah. Uh, raisins aren't my favorite part, but I, it's like the sweet and salty stuff together is just like something that's really hard to stop too. So oh, for combine, sure. yeah, that plus it being so nutrient dense or sorry, not nutrient dense, calorie dense. It's just a recipe for overeating and so marketed as like a health food. So I think trail mix, granola, like those kind of things are like secret uh, fat loss stallers. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think like olive oil is another very, very, very yeah. common one where again, like all these things, definitely they're not like, they for sure have value, but you do need to be mindful of the dose there. Um, so again, this will really help. Like it'll basically feel like you're eating a lot more food than prior, even if in actuality, we are consuming fewer calories than before. Anything else to add there before we move on to training stimulus? <clears throat> I think you covered that pretty well. Okay. okay. So next up, we're improving the training stimulus. So a lot of times here, clients will come from maybe a CrossFit background where it feels like we're crushing ourselves or orange theory, right? And these will typically be so optimal for building muscle specifically, right? Or maybe you're just focusing on calories burned, right? We talked a ton. We don't, I don't want to dig too deep into the training side of things because that's like an entire, that's like 10, that's so many podcasts in itself. <laughs> We've talked a ton about this on the show, but again, like from an exercise selection perspective and an intensity perspective, almost always is you're much more focusing on calories burned. Whereas we need to be focusing on training very hard to fail or very close to failure, training extremely hard. And again, making sure that the limiting factor is the specific tissues that we're trying to grow. So alongside this, by improving the signal, basically that your body is sending, which again, this is one thing that we focus on heavily. And I think this is a big thing that like sets us apart where we are so much more in depth with the training than most people are. And again, that's a big part of why our clients get such good results is you build a lot of muscle, right? And even if your body fat, even if you don't lose a single pound of fat, a single ounce of fat, but if you are able to add five pounds of muscle, your physique will look so much different. You will still look leaner. Your body fat percentage, which is going to be again, the ratio of body fat to everything else will be lower. Your physique will change drastically. I'm going to also link up another post that I want everybody here to check out, which is a couple examples. So there's Tass, um, one of our clients. There is, uh, let's see, there's Kim is another one of our clients and Janae, 
uh, another one of our clients. And it is basically looking at comparing their physiques side by side task. Kim, it is both at the same weight. Janae, it's her actually two pounds heavier, but their physiques look dramatically different at the same weight or two pounds heavier. They're all clearly a lot leaner, but again, same weight or heavier because of the amount of muscle that they've added. Right. So that is something where, again, when we're improving the training stimulus, and we're also improving your ability to add tissue by again, putting your body in a healthier place, more responsive place and better prioritizing the way you're fueling yourself, especially around your training that can make a massive difference in your physique. So before we dig into fuel, fueling around training, anything else to add there? Um, I'm, let's just get into fueling training. Okay. Okay. So again, this is what I would say is, and this is kind of a high level overview. Like it's much more specific to the client. Like we're going to make sure you're nailing your micronutrient needs and like how you feel best, like depending on when you are training, right. It'll be very custom to you. Like what's realistic. If you train first thing in the morning, it might be again, we're just going like with a pre slash intro workout, drink of quick digesting carbs and like some amino acids versus if you're training at like 2 PM. Right. But in general, this is going to be so important especially no more fasted workouts and waiting hours to eat post-training, right? We want to ensure we're optimizing both your performance and your recovery to maximize muscle growth. Um, I think that's so- something that's scary for, for people because you're people feel like they're wasting calories earlier on in the day. I get that a lot. Um, exactly and just, yeah, I, whenever you have somebody, especially with liquid calories like that, Um, I I think that a lot of people have this like fear of, oh no, if I drink these calories now, I'm going to be too hungry later in the day. Um, and I mean, you, you might be a little bit more hungry later in the day than if you were to take those, let's say 30, 30 carbs or, um, yeah, 30, 30 carbs and put those toward like fruit and veggies later. But a lot of that comes down to just structuring your meals in a way that makes sense for you. Um, I would say for most people too, beforehand, um, unless there's someone that says like, I get nauseous whenever I eat something before I work out, then I'll try and have them have it as solid food. Um, but for some people working out at like five, it's just not really realistic to like fix a breakfast and eat it, chew it before you go to your training session. But yeah, I mean, I think that that's a big fear thing. Whenever you say, Hey, let's put this food here. It's like, Oh no, but now I'm not going to be able to have this treat that I ha- always have later. It is, and it is always, and this is very much a scarcity thing. It is always that post dinner snack where yeah. <laughs> I see how this impacts that. And I understand it, right? This isn't like me judging this. It's so, or like shaming this or anything of the sort. It's super normal. I work with through this with so many people, as I'm sure you do as well. Most everyone, like we talked about before, because it's almost always like I have tried to keep calories so low all day that my habit for the last like years has been, I'm so hungry in the evening. And this is like the only food that I get to enjoy. I'm terrified to like, feel like I have to let go of that. And I'm like, quote unquote, wasting these calories earlier in the day. Now, what I will say is I've never had anyone there's it. It oftentimes does take some convincing and like, Hey, just trust me for like three days. Let's give it a try. I promise I'm never going to do anything that I think is worse for your results. That's not like our business isn't successful if if we do that, but just give this a try for three days. If you hate it, if it's not realistic for you, we can change it. And I have never had someone do this where it's like, then we come back around and it's like, 
yeah, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go back to like spending more of my calories in the evening. It's always, wow, I feel so much better. And again, as a whole, we're typically just able to get you out of this place where you feel like you need to like have a ton of calories saved within the evening because we're actually fueling ourselves well through the day. So it's no longer that place where like, oh my gosh, I like need this. I need my like special treat or I am going to like, I'm just not gonna be able to stick to the plan and I'm going to like go off the rails. Right. It's so it's like a pretty big mindset shift for most people. But again, it's almost always coming from a place of, again, like being in food scarcity for so long, where it's again, rather like we're actually focusing on fueling you well and it's understanding that like, well, there's nothing wrong with like having those things in place. It won't feel as nearly as needed when we're doing a better job fueling you throughout the day. I have never once working with hundreds and hundreds of people. And I think you can say the same is true. Had someone like, oh, nope, I actually hate this. I, we need to go back. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. It's almost always like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better in my training session. Absolutely. So um, I will say again, like, hopefully we kind of, we, uh, we wrap this up pretty well. Again, I didn't want to go too crazy in depth in any one topic here, but really most of the women we work with, I would say almost all in a situation like this will build muscle and lose some fat simultaneously or at very, or at very least maintain and maintain body fat and build a lot of muscle, which again, as a result, will be you getting a lot leaner, looking quite a bit leaner. So basically you'll see body recomposition, which is really like one of the most fun types of transformations to see, but also you'll feel so much better. And you'll literally just be able to see like, even like within my training and again, like on for like on maybe not feeling like not necessarily on like in reality, eating a ton more calories than you were before. Well, but again, we're like taking into account. So realistically it'd be like, we might actually again be eating a little bit less than you were before, but it feels like a lot more, you feel so much better, but again, almost always see like a pretty impressive body recomposition. But, um, if you are this person where again, you feel like you're not getting any closer to the lean physique you want, I think it is important to understand. I wouldn't necessarily look at it as like, it's purely due to under eating, but it is very, very likely that under fueling is the problem. Anything else to add there before we wrap it up? No, I think, I mean, I think if this is you, like you had mentioned before that you were having your clients, just trust me for three days and try it. If this is something that you've noticed yourself doing, just come up with your own meal plan. If you don't I sign up for coaching, that would be better. But <laughs> come up with your own meal plan that has your food spread throughout the day. Protein is evenly spaced. Eat something before you train. Try it for three days and see how much different you feel and how much better your training session goes. Um, and I, I think that you'll notice a big difference. Absolutely. I would say again, like really for most people in this situation, without having an outside source because it's, it'll typically feel like I'm already eating so little and I'm not making progress. I don't trust that I can eat more like oftentimes. And like, it's such a scary thing to let go of that without like someone confidently guiding you through that. But oftentimes people do need a coach to guide them through that. So that would be, of course, my first recommendation. But if you're not in a place to do that, what I would say is again, at very least before you train, try to eat 20, 25 grams of protein, let's say 30 ish just like an easy 30 grams of carbs, a couple of rice cakes and some honey could be a great way to go. Um, or let's say like some fruit, right. Um, and just see, and drink at least 20 ounces of water. See how you feel. I promise you will feel so much better. 
Um, and again, we'll kind of start to buy in and be able to implement more and more of these things gradually. But that is what we have for you guys for today. As always, thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to apply to work with our team, um, link is in the show notes. We do have a bit of wait, a wait list for any new clients currently, but the sooner you apply, if you do want to work with us, the sooner you get on the wait list and the sooner we get you started. So um, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and we will catch you all next time.